Our lesson from St. John's Gospel tonight tells the story of the appearance of the risen Christ to seven apostles by the Sea of Galilee. And two markers in this story connect it with previous gospel stories. One is Peter fishing on the Sea of Galilee and getting a miraculous catch of fish. The other is the charcoal fire. Peter had said to the six others, I am going fishing, and they said, we'll, we'll go with you. This was not a fly fishing vacation. This was Peter returning to the occupation he left to follow Jesus. In Luke 5, after the first miraculous catch, Jesus said to Peter, do not be afraid, for now on you will catch men. And then Luke writes, when they brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. This story in John's Gospel thus reflects for Peter some vocational ambiguity. Jesus already appeared to the apostles, gave them the Holy Spirit, and told them their sins were forgiven and that they could forgive the sins of others. However, Peter's return to the boat suggests some doubt about his own vocation in bearing witness to this. Surely someone who had abandoned our Lord in our Lord's darkest hours no longer qualified to be the rock upon which the Lord would build his church. The second marker in our story is the fire of coals the only other place in the Bible where there is a fire of coals is where Peter warmed himself by a fire of coals just before he denied three times that he knew Jesus on Monday, Thursday. Jesus uses this charcoal fire to cook breakfast for Peter and the others. Jesus already had fish and bread on the grill before the seven apostles began to drag the 153 fish to the shore. The encounter with the risen Christ at the charcoal fire after the miraculous catch brought Peter back to his darkest hour in order to restore him to his ministry by an act of grace. With the threefold charge to feed my sheep, Jesus revealed to Peter that his failure did not disqualify him. In fact, Jesus knew it would happen. He had prophesied it. It was part of Peter's leadership training. Now he was really ready to be a disciple. Our lives have similar markers. There is the place where we met Christ and responded in faith, and there is the place where we failed miserably in the heat of battle. Failed to love Jesus and others the way Jesus loved us. In fact, we visit both of these places with some regularity. And there is tension between these two places, between the vocation to follow Jesus and the ways we fall short of fulfilling our vocation. 
This tension leads some people to a kind of resignation, a feeling that God must be perpetually disappointed with them. This tension moves some people to reject faith. Yeah, I'm just a failure. I might as well go all in. In fact, this tension is central to the genuine experience of faith and is central to our growth in the faith. Grace changes us only because it is so devastating, only because we never earn it or deserve it, but it is always there. Sometimes people say things like, if I came to church, it would probably be struck by lightning. The implication is that God's righteous judgment on their many sins would be swift and sure. However, I wonder sometimes if the fear really works in the other direction. Grace is unsettling, disconcerting, and unfair. It may be scarier than judgment. Our pride tempts us to hold on to our sin and our misery rather than admit our need for forgiveness and accept forgiveness again and again and again. Peter's encounter with the risen Christ by the Sea of Galilee reminds us that the Christian life always begins with grace. To be sure, grace leads us into a vocation in which we're called to love God and love others as Christ has loved us. But since we won't love perfectly, the vocation to love will always lead us back to grace. As Father Joe Miller once said after the liturgy, I guess we'll just keep practicing until we get it right. Thus, on Easter Friday, we come again with Peter to the charcoal fire, where the risen Christ tells us again, your sins are forgiven, whether you like it or not. He is risen.